It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Badgers. My name is Asher Lowe, and I can't wait to talk Badger sports with you every single day of the week right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So who am I? First and foremost, I am a Badger. I'm a student here at UW, graduating at the end of this year. And this school has just been one of the greatest experiences of my life, especially coming in as a sports fan. I was looking for the you rah rah, the Wisconsin environment, that spirit around sports, the culture around sports, and Wisconsin delivers. It's the greatest college sports environment in the country. I'm confident of that after my three years here. I'm also the sports director here at Wisconsin Student Radio, 91.7 WSUM-FM Madison, as well as a contributor at BadgerBlitz.com, part of the Rivals Network. I do weekly articles for them and cover football for them. I also broadcast Wisconsin football for WSUM, 91.7 FM Madison, Wisconsin basketball, soccer, softball, as well for the Big Ten Network. Here we have a great program where students are actually allowed to call some of those Wisconsin sporting events that maybe aren't as televised, and I am so grateful for that opportunity. I'm also a credentialed member of the media for both football and basketball, and I can't wait to provide you with inside scoop on all things Badgers, especially having some friends on the teams, on both teams actually. I can't wait to talk to them, bring them in on the show, bring some coaches on the show, some people I've gotten to know over my years here at Wisconsin as a student. It's awesome to have the student perspective to be on the same level as a lot of these athletes, and it really gives me a different insight and a different connection with some of these guys, some of these players that only really talk to professionals, quote-unquote, in the media. So the student perspective is what I am bringing you as well as inside information from Camp Randall and the Cole Center. Locked on Badgers is back for good, and boy, do we have a lot to get into today. Three segments today for you. We're starting, as you might expect, with Illinois and Wisconsin and just trying, trying to understand what in the world took place on Saturday in Champaign. Coming up later in the show, we are doing something we're going to do every single Monday. Expecting the unexpected is what we're calling it. It's what you should expect if, if you're talking about the top expectations, the things, if this season goes perfectly for Wisconsin football for the rest of the year, what can you expect? If this season goes, you know, about to expectations for this team, what does that mean? What does that look like, especially after a loss to the fighting Illini in just shocking fashion? And what if this season goes horribly wrong? Also, Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about why college football is the cruelest of all American sports. But first, where else could we start? Where else could we start besides the biggest upset in college football this season? Saturday in Champaign shocked me, shocked Badger fans. The team looked shell-shocked while this was all happening. It almost never felt real, and that's because it never exactly was real until those last few final seconds, the ticks of the clock, that were the only time Wisconsin, during those last two seconds of the clock against Illinois, the only time Wisconsin has trailed in a game all season. The 24-23 loss at Illinois, it highlighted a lot of things that we'll get into in a second, but the first thing I have to say about it is it was the perfect storm of 
of bad. It wasn't one player. It wasn't one play. You can't point to the Jack Cohn interception and say that was the game decider. There were so many things before that. The Jonathan Taylor fumble, was that the game decider? No. There were so many things before that even that decided the outcome of this game. And there were warning signs there in the first half that this was different. This is not the Wisconsin football team we have watched over the first six weeks of the season. Domination is the word used to describe those first six weeks for Wisconsin. They did not trail in a game. They allowed the same amount of touchdowns on defense that they scored. Four. Four touchdowns scored by this defense. Four allowed. That was the domination of the best defense in the country walking in to Urbana-Champaign on Saturday. And what did the Fighting Illini do? They shocked the world. And boy, I'm sure it hurts Packers fans even more that that shock came at the hands of of none other than the new the new gray-bearded Lovey Smith. He looks a little bit different than maybe his days on the sidelines for the Chicago Bears, but the gray beard of Lovey Smith took down the mighty Badgers. And let's talk about some key plays. What happened? Where do we start? You have to start offensively just because of the mistakes that were made. The turnover battle, it tells stories in a lot of football games. It tells the story right here, Wisconsin turns it over three times, Illinois just once. Two of those turnovers by Wisconsin late in the fourth quarter that changed the narrative of this game, changed the narrative of Wisconsin's season, changed the narrative of maybe the Paul Christ tenure possibly at Wisconsin. This was his chance. This was this team's chance. This university's chance. This program's chance to do something that had never been done here before. And that is take the next step, make the college football playoff, and have a chance to compete for a national championship. And that went away in that fourth quarter, but one could argue it went away far earlier than that. The first thing you look at in this game is what was coming up next week against Ohio State. This game against Illinois had all the makings of the perfect storm for a trap game. And it was the trap of all traps for a Wisconsin team that walked in to Illinois favored by 31 points, according to the Action Network, that walked in to Illinois with a defense that had not allowed a first-half touchdown, that walked into Illinois, the Goose Egg Gang, four shutouts in their six wins, including a shutout against Michigan State, including a shout-out in all three of their non-conference matchups. And I want to point to one play specifically. One play that if it had not happened, and it has not been talked about enough, I think, I'm not, I'm not faulting the guy. He has been unbelievable this season. The leader of this Wisconsin defense. Undoubtedly the leader of this linebacking core. And that is Zach Bond, who made a crucial mistake. On a third and eight, Illinois was deep in their own half of the field. Wisconsin was dominating the game, and they weren't dominating it as we knew them to be dominating the game. This wasn't a 30-point blowout that we saw in most third quarters this season, but the game was under control. Dominating is a word I use lightly in that sense because the game was under control. Wisconsin was not going to lose this football game, although it already did feel a little bit different than it had felt in the first six weeks until this one play. And that play was Zach Bond jumping off sides a little bit early, just went 
a hair early on a third and eight that ended up being an incomplete pass, but ended up, of course, giving the offsides penalty, giving, giving Illinois another chance on that third and three. That drive turned in to Illinois' second touchdown of the day, deep in the third quarter. And that is what just changed the narrative of this game. It was 20-7 to at that point, Wisconsin, and Colin Larsh, who has struggled for the majority of the season. Special teams have been the only question we've been asking about this Wisconsin group so far this year until, of course, Saturday's debacle. Colin Larsh misses a field goal, and then Zach Bond jumps off sides on an Illinois possession just moments later. The Illini go down the field. They get their second touchdown of the day. Instead of this game being all but over, a two-score game heading into the fourth quarter, the Illini are right back in it. And momentum just flips, completely flips. And we have to talk about this defense as a whole and what they did against Illinois. It was uncharacteristic. In fact, this entire performance was uncharacteristic from anything you've been hearing from the Wisconsin camp all year long. They're not going to look ahead. This team does not overestimate anybody. And that was the proof was on the field. We saw the proof for six weeks. And it all blew up on Saturday. This defense gave up big plays. That was the difference. It was big plays, missed tackles, missed assignments. Caesar Williams and this secondary... I shout out Caesar Williams only because there were two plays he was involved in. One was a touchdown that was called back where he was just completely beaten by a double move. And the second, he was involved in a touchdown catch in the fourth quarter of this game. But this defense as a whole gave up big plays. A 48-yard score to Donnie Navarro from quarterback Brandon Peters, who we have to talk about, give some credit to the Illinois quarterback. He was as impressive as it gets in that second quarter, in that opening slot of the game. In the first half, he kept his team in the game, made a couple plays that he had to make, including the one to Donnie Navarro. And then in the fourth quarter, he made winning football plays. He made winning plays when it mattered. This Wisconsin defense not only gave up big scores, to Brandon Peters in the passing game. They gave up a big score to Reggie Corbin, a guy, a running back that Wisconsin fans knew coming into this game if they had studied Illinois at all, looked at Illinois' season, that this guy was a difference maker for the Fighting Illini. They gave up a 43-yard score on the ground in that third quarter after the Zach Bond penalty. That was the culmination of that Zach Bond penalty drive, the 43-yard score by Reggie Corbin that changed this game that created the second-largest upset in a Big Ten game over the last 40 seasons. And Wisconsin fans have the right to be upset with a team that did not look like they wanted to be there on Saturday. They looked ahead to Ohio State. They fell into the trap. And fans can only guess what this performance, that interception by Jack Cohn, the fumble by Taylor in the fourth quarter, big players not making big plays. Jack Cohn has never been asked to win a game for the Badgers, but he has been asked not to lose games. And he made a play that many will point to as the losing play of this game on an intended pass for Jake Ferguson on his last throw of the game with about two and a half minutes left that ended up giving off the interception Illinois a chance to win this game. 
The Badger defense, according to Stat Broadcast, allowed five passing plays of 15-plus yards and seven rushes of 10 or more yards. That is uncharacteristic of Jim Leonard's defense that has closed up everything this season. Badger fans have the right to be mad. They have the right to be angry. And that anger could boil over if Ohio State Week goes the way I expect Ohio State Week to go. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up, a segment we will do today, our last segment of the day, will be the unforgiving nature of college football. What is it about college football that just makes it so, so unforgiving? I will tell you at the end of the show, but right now we're going into something we are going to do every single, every single Monday here on the show, expecting the unexpected. I'm your host, Asher Lowe, here. This is Locked on Badgers. We are so happy to be back here, especially getting to talk about the weekend that was for Wisconsin football, and that changes this segment completely. It turns it on its head. We're going to look at what are the reasonable expectations right now for the rest of this Badger season after a losing Saturday here on this Monday as we sit and look at Ohio State down the road, Iowa at home, Minnesota to end the year. How does this play out for Wisconsin? We'll start with the bad. And it can't get much worse right now for the Wisconsin Badgers. But oh wait, it really can. With Justin Fields and Ohio State sitting at home waiting for this Badger team next Saturday. But that's not as bad as it could get as we look at the worst case scenario for this Wisconsin football team. This thing could spiral out of control. P.J. Fleck has inspired a revolution or so it seems of Minnesota football, but they haven't played anybody. They have not played anybody yet. Beating Rutgers by 30 is not going to do much for you in the Big Ten. It's not going to create many headlines. What would create headlines is if this Minnesota team is for real and they can beat Wisconsin the last week of the season. That would be part of the perfect storm. So the perfect storm for Wisconsin of bad starts, of course, in Columbus on Saturday. I will be there. And after last year... Let me tell you, being a Wisconsin, a Wisconsin fan, I, I went as a fan last year at Michigan in the student section, and I was yelling about Alex Hornibrook, how much I loved him. That's a name. Honestly, I, I think Alex Hornibrook's name might just be banned from now on from Locked On Badgers. That might be the only time I'm ever allowed to say his name. It's over. We're not calling him that. We're going to call him the quarterback that we all know will not be named. That's a terrible nickname for him, actually. I'll come up with something better if we want to talk about that man ever again. But what I did experience at Michigan was just the pain and suffering that Wisconsin fans must have felt tenfold at Illinois. And some of my friends felt, and these players felt, at Illinois on Saturday. And boy, it could get a lot worse. In Columbus. As I said, I'll be there. 
I'm excited to go broadcasting the game on the radio on the WSUM 91.7 FM sports stream. And I'm excited to call the game. Of course, it is not the powerhouse top six matchup we were expecting coming into this week. But the worst case scenario is Wisconsin loses big to the Buckeyes. And that just creates the spiral. That gets the questions rolling about Paul Christ. Can this guy, can this Badger team bounce back? Can this Badger team be anything this season? Can Paul Christ lead a team to a college football playoff ever in his career? Can he lead a team to Indy this season? Questions will start. This Badger team could lose three games. They could. If things spiral against Ohio State, the worst case scenario for this Badger team is losing three games. I don't think it will happen. It won't happen. I'm going to go on record and say it will not happen. But it could. At Ohio State, home against Iowa, a team that has not looked not looked great so far this year, but has the talent. The offense has been abysmal for the Hawkeyes and a Wisconsin defense that I want to say is one of the best defenses in the country, but proved me completely wrong this past Saturday and shocked the world in doing it. We'll be on the field, of course, against an Iowa offense that's struggling. I don't think they lose that game, but it's possible. Nebraska and Purdue should be wins. The Nebraska hype, by the way, I don't have time to get into it right now, but the Nebraska hype before this season was embarrassing. Embarrassing stuff. And they've they've lived up to that embarrassing embarrassing word that I'm giving them right now. They've been embarrassing all year. Wisconsin and Minnesota, that last game of the year, the battle for the Axe will possibly be won by the Gophers if this thing spirals out of control. Undefeated Gophers right now. Of course, they play Penn State. That is a big story before they get there. I doubt they are undefeated when they host Wisconsin the last week of the season, but boy, it would be a story if they are. That is a losable game for this Badger team. They could lose three of their last five. That is the worst case scenario. What is actually going to happen, though? Let me tell you what is going to happen instead of giving you this sad, sad Monday story of a Wisconsin team that let down its fan base on Saturday. Here's what's going to happen. The Badgers are going to fight in Columbus. I completely believe it. The Badgers will fight in Columbus. In fact, the 11 a.m. start time helps them immensely. Paul Christ is on record talking about how much he hates playing in night games. Let's just say the 11 a.m. start time didn't help much in Urbana-Champaign, but I think minds were elsewhere that entire day. That will help Wisconsin, though. Columbus is scary. It's a scary place to play. But this Badger team has the defense that we've seen to stay in the game, make things interesting. They will lose to, to Ohio State, but I think even coming off a loss, it could possibly in a twisted way, be what the doctor ordered for the this Wisconsin Badger team if they want to contend against Ohio State. Iowa is a game that they will win at home. Nebraska is a game they'll win. Purdue at home, please. And they'll beat Minnesota. They, they, can, they can win out after this Ohio State game. In fact, it is the most likely outcome. It is what I expect this Wisconsin team to do. If you're expecting the unexpected, though, You might think best-case scenario. This Wisconsin team uses the fuel of losing in the fashion they did to Illinois. They use the fuel of having only trailed for two seconds all year and still having a loss in the loss column. 
and they go into Ohio State and they shock the world. And that starts that starts everything. This team gets to Indy without losing another game. And Indy is the decider of the season in many people's minds if they get there. And they go out and they beat Ohio State twice. Is it going to happen? No. Could it happen? Of course it could. And if you'd asked me after a win at Illinois, it would have looked a lot more likely in most fans' minds and in my mind. But this Wisconsin team is all about defense and ground and pound, and they have to get back to their identity of the Goose Egg Gang if they want to make special things happen with the rest of this season. The Goose Egg Gang has to find their swagger. The offensive linemen were wearing Jackie Heisman shirts after the shutout against Michigan State. The Goose Egg Gang came in. Eric Burrell was hyped in the press conference. Reggie Pearson was excited. Loudermilk was excited. These guys were hyped up. They had this swagger about them, this, this feeling of we are the best unit in the country, and it all went away at Illinois. Let's see how they respond. It will be interesting. It will be a story, whichever way it goes, and we'll be on top of it right here on Locked on Badgers every single day of the week. Losing to Illinois was many, many things. It started with turnovers. It started with missed assignments, missed tackles. And speaking of missed tackles, erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Moving on to the close of our show and the cruel nature of college football. Tomorrow, we're going to turn the page, talk about Ohio State, preview that team. What are they going to bring to the table? What can the Badger defense do to counteract the Heisman candidate, the transfer Justin Fields, and J.K. Dobbins, of course, on the ground? That one-two punch, what can the Badgers do to possibly sneak out a win and shock the world after they shocked the world in the wrong way this past Saturday. But right now it's time to talk about college football. What is what makes this sport the most unforgiving sport in the world? You go to work, right? You go to work five days a week, maybe more. I go to class five days a week. There is no no way I am on all the time when I'm sitting in class. There are tons of times where I'm going to zone out. I'm going to be on my computer talking about sports, checking sports, looking at my phone, whatever I'm doing. I'm distracted. I'm not locked in. An NBA season allows you to be not locked in in January and February. What does a Major League Baseball season do? It allows many teams to not be completely locked in in July and June. And those summer months were just not that important. College football is as important every single week as the last. It never stops because a loss destroys your season. What other sport is like that? The NFL even 
even in shorter sample size, you can start 0-2 and survive in the National Football League. If you start 0-2 in college football, your season's over, your coach is on the hot seat no matter who he is, and fans are ready to jump ship. And it shows you how much one loss means. Look at the last five years of college football since the college football playoff began. There have been two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff, both from Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, as they probably want me to say, in Columbus, although I can't stand the V. We'll get into that later this week at some point. Ohio State was in it twice, 2014 Ohio State and 2016. That 2014 team went 14-1, and had a loss in Week 2 to Virginia Tech, and then one out, including undefeated in the conference. How about 2016 Ohio State? Lost at Penn State in Happy Valley at Penn State. A very good Nittany Lion team. A certain running back for the New York Giants may have been a part of that. They lost by three at Penn State. Only loss of the year. And they made the college football playoff. Those are the two Big Ten teams. That's the standard for the Big Ten. Let me, let me remind you as well that in 2014, that Ohio State team that went 14-1 and snuck in as the four seed in the college football playoff. We're not talking 1-2. That's for the Blue Bloods. If you want to be a national champion, and that's exactly where Wisconsin wanted to be before Saturday, you have to be perfect in this cruel, cruel sport. Look at the history. It tells us the story. It tells us how hard it is to be a Big Ten program and make the college football playoff. It requires perfection, something that Lovey Smith and the Illinois Fighting Illini took away from this Wisconsin Goose Egg gang, JT and Jack Cohn, on Saturday. And where can they actually go from here? What would winning out mean? What would winning out, winning at Ohio State, beating Ohio State twice actually mean? In my opinion, they'd still be out. That's how much every single week, every single play, every single minute, second, as we learned on Saturday, seconds matter of college football can mean to a season. There is a fine line between winning and losing in sports. There is no finer line between winning and losing than in the cruel, cruel nature of college football. Tomorrow we turn the page and we talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes right here on Locked On Badgers and the challenges they will present for this Wisconsin team. We are also going to get in to a little bit of Wisconsin basketball preview. I want to tell you, while you will soon finally learn who Greg Gard truly is as a basketball coach in the next two years, because we don't know the answer yet, and we are about to find out for better or for worse. I'm Asher Lowe, and you are listening to Locked On Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We will be back tomorrow with your team every single day. See you tomorrow, and on Wisconsin. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.